For BYU-Idaho Radio, I'm Celeste Simmons, and today I'm here with the current Mrs. Rexburg, Mary Gramp. Thank you so much for meeting with me today, Mary. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. So how about we start with your journey with pageants and with becoming Mrs. Rexburg? Tell me a little bit about that. So, I don't know, it's kind of a lot. So I, I've always loved pageants. I've always, I remember as a little girl, I would watch them with my mom. And I don't know, it just was always fun for me. I just, I don't know, I just always enjoyed watching it. And so as a teenager, um, I all, I was participating in um, Miss Preteen Pennsylvania, which is where I grew up. And I ended up not going through with the whole thing. Um, but that was kind of my little toe in the water. Is that the phrase that people use? Um, with the whole pageant system. Well, then um, fast forward to... Um, 2006, me and my husband, Eddie, we were married in 2005. And a year later, I had found out that there are there's like a Mrs. Network for pageants, which I thought was really cool. Um, and my personality is very much like I see something and I feel good about it and motivated. And so I do it. And that's what I did with um, when we lived in Utah in 2006. I participated in the Mrs. Utah pageant, um, which was a, such a good experience, really fun. Um, I definitely felt very like small in it because all these other women were, they just had lived life more and experienced more. And then there's me, <laughs> but it was such a good opportunity. Well, then fast forward now, several years later, um, this past fall, I was feeling a push to get our family's mission out there more. Um, our family's been faced with a lot of heavy stuff over the years, and um, I just was feeling like I need to get our mission out there even more. We have a podcast that we've been doing, which has been great, but I don't know. There was just another push, and so I randomly came across the current um, Mrs. Idaho America, Holland Parkinson, and she actually was um, the previous Mrs. Rexburg. And I randomly came across her. I don't even remember how it happened. Um, but she um, told me all about the, you know, the Mrs. Idaho America system um, and really encouraged me to go for it. And um, one thing led to another. And now I'm the current Mrs. Rexburg. And I'm really excited about it and feel like this is a really great opportunity for me to just do what I felt like I needed to do, which was to get our family's mission out there more. Yeah. And you mentioned your family's mission. Can you talk a little bit about what your family's mission is and what it's all about? Yeah. So um, our mission for years has always been um, encouraging vulnerability um, in sharing the struggles that you may face in life. I think there's a tendency with a lot of people to um feel shame with the struggles maybe that they are trying to process through or navigate through. Um, and with me and Eddie, we've been almost forced in a way to be very vulnerable with the things that we have gone through because they've been very public things. Um, for example, so my husband has terminal brain cancer. He was diagnosed in 2012 with a glioblastoma um, brain tumor. And those are cancerous, so he has brain cancer, and his tumor actually is inoperable. And um, 
just throughout that whole journey, that's a pretty public thing to to go through. Um, it's something you can't really not talk about, especially when you're meeting new people and they ask certain questions. It's like, oh, I kind of have to talk about what we're going through. Um, but he is a total miracle and he is still here, um, you know, almost 11 years later. He was diagnosed in 2012 and he did just have some regrowth with his tumor. So he has had to go through treatments. But all of that um, really helped form what our family mission is, especially um, in 2015. Our third child at the time, uh, McKaylee, uh, passed away in a accident at our home back in California. Um, and it was a lot for our family. Um, it was very traumatic with our family, for our family and all of our friends. And I was six months pregnant at the time with our fourth child. So that kind of added a whole other layer to it. Um, and then um, just obviously that being very a very public thing, um, a lot of different news outlets kind of found out about it. Desert News found out about it. And, you know, we had a lot of articles done. So it was a very public, again, a very public thing. And then you know, we've had ectopic pregnancies and we've had late miscarriages. And that's, those are a lot of things that um, people will just kind of find out about naturally. And so one thing that has helped Eddie and I to navigate through all of these really heavy things in our life has been to be vulnerable. And that is a choice. You do have to choose to be that way. But we have found that as we have been more vulnerable in those that heaviness that we've had to navigate through, we've been led to so many people all over who either are going through similar things or they know someone who's going through a similar thing. And so we've been able to share tools that have helped us to navigate through them. We've also learned from others who, again, because we were vulnerable, they were vulnerable with us. And we had, we've learned things from them, how they've navigated through a hard time, their challenging time. And so we just feel like that's such a huge part of life and going through life is to just, you know, choose to be more vulnerable in the struggles because only connection can come from that with others. And when there's connection with others, there's better understanding and kindness and patience and love. I mean, the list can go on and on. And so why not make that choice to just be a little more vulnerable? Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that yeah. and for being vulnerable and for telling your story because I know, I mean, even just in the short amount of time that we've known each other, I've been able to feel that resilience that you have and it's such a bright example. So thank, thank you. you. That's so sweet. Yeah. And you have this event coming up, Turning Rain yes. to Rainbows, where yes. it's an event to learn more about emotional resilience. Mm -hmm. um, there will be speakers that will provide information about free counseling services and other resources that people can use um, to find that emotional resilience. How about you touch a little bit more on this event and yeah. when it's happening and what it's all about? Yay! Okay, I'm excited. So this event, I feel like, has been years in the making. That's how I'm going to say it because again, because of the things our family has had to learn to navigate through. Um, and so now here I am being able to really put on this event um, that focuses again on just our family's mission of vulnerability. And so this event will be on Friday, February 10th at the Romance Theater. Um, and it starts at seven o'clock and we we will have two different raffles. 
one raffle um, where a few people will be able to win will be um, what they will win will be from local artists who they can reach out to and the local artists are willing to donate one of their art pieces to them, which I just love so much because art this can be so healing and so therapeutic for so many. So I just am really grateful for the local artists who are, have been willing to do that. The other raffle um, is from the cookie place. They have um, given us a lot of gift certificates. So that'll be really fun. Um, but so the purpose of this um, event, Turning Rain to Rainbows, is, again, all about encouraging vulnerability but how do you how do you make that choice like I've asked Eddie a lot how have we made like how do we do it I know we're like this I know we're open but why is that what makes us able to be that way because it's not easy for a lot of people understandably right and so there are going to be a few local professionals uh, who will be speaking about that very thing how can you become more vulnerable what are some tools you could use to help you do that? Um, one of our speakers is actually Andy Bradbury, and he actually works here on campus. Um, he works in the Counseling Center um, along with so my brother, who actually works there as well. And so it's been neat uh, being able to get to know Andy. Um, he was actually in our previous ward, and he's just so wonderful. But he actually also works at the free clinic here in town. And a lot of people don't know about the free clinic. And so uh, it's going to be really good that he is going to be able to talk about that and how people can get there. Um, also, some speakers will be talking about local resources, like I mentioned, the free clinic um, that are available that a lot of people just don't know about. And so that's going to be a really good thing. And um, there also is going to be a Q&A period where people can ask questions anonymously via technology, which I am really excited about that because I know people have so many questions and a lot of people either are on a waiting list right now for counseling or they don't have uh, the means maybe to do that or they just don't know where to turn. Maybe they don't have that support who can help navigate them to find that resource. And so that's why we're doing this event. That is another huge reason we're doing it is come to this event, listen to these speakers talk about vulnerability and connection with others and how you can do that. And also sharing coping tools and tools to be more vulnerable, but also people are going to have that opportunity to ask questions. Um, and with professionals here who like, this is what they do. So I just am, I'm really excited about it. Um, and also, real quick, I just remembered, there also is going to be a, a musical performance there, which um, will be really exciting. It'll be good. So lots of fun things with this event. Um, it's kind of a jam-packed thing, <laughs> but, oh my gosh, so many good resources available from it. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited for it, too. Um, when is it happening, and do you have to pre-register, or can you just show up, or how, how can people go about that? So I people will probably start seeing things around town, or actually I know they have because I have had people tell me, but there's posters in various businesses, there's flyers, and um, they will see on there that it's February 10th, which is a Friday at 7 p.m., and you don't have to pre-register. It's a totally free event. You just show up at the Romance Theater at 7 o'clock or before, so you can be there on time <laughs> if you can. And, yeah, that's it. It's very 
very simple. If they want to, you know, um, draw a number for the raffle, then they'll be able to do that there too. But yeah, there's no pre-registration requirement. It's very simple. Yeah. Sounds like a fun event. Um, Oh, and there will be concessions. Sorry. Oh, good. Throw that in. Always better if there's concessions. Always better. Always better. (laughs) I love that. And just lastly, I just want to ask you, because like I was saying before, you do have this essence of just resilience and positivity, but obviously that's something that doesn't come just overnight. You can't just flip a switch and all of a sudden, you know, look at things and, you know, look at struggles and be like, oh, this is great because I'm growing and I'm learning. That's a really hard thing to learn. For sure. So over the years, how have you been able to get to this point where you can face a trial and face it with positivity and resilience? I love that. That's a very, that's like a heavy loaded question, Mm -hmm. but I love it. It's interesting you ask that because I have, me and my husband, Eddie, have actually talked about that very thing over the years. Like why, what makes us able to just keep moving forward? Like, and obviously we have days where it's, you know, it's hard and because we're mortals and we're here and we're learning. Um, But what is it that has helped us? And so for me and Eddie, um, I think a lot of it has been our perspective on whatever challenge has that we've been facing, our perspective on that. Um, we have been given a really unique um, opportunity to have such uh, like an eternal perspective on things, on life, because of the things that we've been faced with. And we could easily not have that. We could easily just focus on the now and um, like, woe is us and we can't m- keep moving forward. But because we've been given such a unique uh, opportunity to grasp onto an eternal perspective because of his terminal cancer and because of our the death of our daughter when she was three and a half, um, that's really it's kind of forced us almost to have to have that eternal perspective, which I'm so grateful we have. We know like this isn't the end and we know that um, we will see our McKaylee again. And we know that Eddie one day will be made whole from this cancer. And I think that just, it gives us the hope that we need to just continue moving forward. And our family theme, we have our mission, but our theme has always been to, um, consider the lilies and remember. And we chose those themes because with remember, a lot of times in life, it's hard or it's easy for us to forget the the uh, tender moments that we have, especially during hard times. And what we have found as we have remembered um, those tender moments, like when times hit us, moments hit us, and it's we're feeling maybe more discouraged worried, frustrated, you know, all the normal feelings, we remember. We remember, okay, but wait, like, remember how we felt maybe in the beginning of this or, at, you know, on this day, we felt what? Peace and comfort and love and reassurance that we are not alone. And that just has helped us to carry us through those times. And with Consider the Lilies, you know, it's based on the scripture and also, um, there is a song from Tabernacle Choir, and we um, loved the, we love the lyrics in that song because it's just a reminder to us that we aren't alone. And I think it's easy for all of us 
in life to feel that way. And that's another reason why I'm doing this event is so that people can walk away knowing I am not alone in my struggles. There are so many people going through things and we're all in this together. And with Consider the Lilies, it just kind of goes along with that, that we aren't alone. And our Savior, if he can even, you know, take care of the lilies of the fields and the birds in the sky, what can he do for us? Like, imagine he could do so, so much. And so all of those things, I think, has really played a part in helping us to to be more, I guess, positive um, during during the challenging times. I hope that helps. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. And mm-hmm. thank you so much today, Mary, for meeting thank with you. me and for sharing your story. And we're looking forward to your event coming up. Thank you mm-hmm. so, so much. I am excited that I was able to come here and talk about it. Yeah. Thank you.